brand new episode of the Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast. I'm your host, Neil Richter, along with my partner in podcasting, sitting across from me, E-Man Bates. The PIP, that is me, and we are back in the studio for episode 112. Yes, sir, 112, like the R&B group from the 90s, baby. Um, uh, That was a song called Pressure to start the podcast with by Little Sims and Little Dragon, uh, two artists that I've been messing with heavy. Um, and we want to say shout out to our sponsors, Arctic Circle Brewing. Um, very excited about how that's uh, moving and how the last episode went with them and the response and everything. And shout out to our LLC, Dream Over Reality Media. Yeah. And um, and also, happy Black History Month to everyone and Jay Dilla Month because it's also his birthday month um, that we celebrate You know, for the whole month here in Detroit. Um, but also with Black History Month, we have... Um, you know, a lot we celebrate a lot of black artists on this podcast as it is, but you know, we I, I try to keep it themed um, throughout the month, so we'll be ce- celebrating some of the black artists that we love. Um, and also, I thought it would be a cool idea just to read off something that um, just maybe prominent people in that have made lives easier um, in the black community. And I wanted to read off one real quick for you, and that would be a man named Garrett Morgan. Um, who created and invented the three-light traffic signal in 1923, which I think is pretty sweet. Uh, With only an elementary school education, black inventor Garrett Morgan came up with the several significant inventions, including an improved sewing machine and the gas mask. However, one of Morgan's most influential um, inventions was the improved traffic light. Morgan was one of the first three, or was the one of the people that started the first three-light system that was invented in the 1920s, resulting in widespread adoption of the traffic lights that we that we have here today. So, shout out to him. <laughs> um, but anyways, what up, E-Man? How you been, dude? Yeah, not bad, man. How about yourself? Doing pretty good. Doing, can't complain. Uh, nice, uh, relaxing, enjoyable Sunday to do nothing and watch TV all day. I've been, like, crushing this show. There's this, man, Koreans, man, they know how to fuck with these uh, zombie shows. I tell you what. That, that movie trained to Basam was the shit. Now there's this new one that I'm watching called All of Us Are Dead, and it is fucking sweet. It's, like, got some of the coolest action zombie sequences I've seen since, like, 28 Days Later. Like, it's, like, fast zombies, so they're, like, running and shit. And so, like, there's all these crazy-ass action scenes. It's really filmed cool. So definitely worth checking out if you haven't seen it yet. But, um, yeah. Um, should we get into... Well, I guess before we get into the beer, we have birthdays, and luckily no RIPs this week, which is a a nice um, surprise, because I was sick of having to say goodbye to a lot of legends lately. But we have a lot of uh, birthdays to celebrate this month as well, and uh, some of those for you 
our big boy from Outcast, one of my favorite rappers of all time, uh, Jason Isbell, who I just had the pleasure of seeing last summer at that um, at that uh, Blue Ox Music Festival that I went to with Andy. Um, rapper Cameron, one of our favorites, um, the most legendary of all time, Bob Marley. Um, Alice Cooper, a local Detroiter baby. Um, Bobby Brown from New Edition. James Murphy from LCD Sound System. And then I had Keller Williams as well. Um, and with no RIPs to get to, I'm just going to start playing off some of this birthday music here. So let's pull up a little bit of Big Boy. I'm actually going to rock maybe a little bit of Big Boy from some of his solo shit because that new Sleepy Brown, uh, the big Sleepover album, has been pretty uh, good. So let's play a little bit of Lowercase with Big Boy, Sleepy Brown, and Killer Mike. Just another motherfucking dad in that banner. It's your nigga daddy fat. One half of the mighty Odom player list of Cadillac. Boys riding through your city. If you with me, bring it back. I'ma stay styling, wildin', profiling while sticking to the facts. See right here, we doing laps. Why some might be feeling trapped. Never hating, just graduated. I've been down through the cap. No Quite the vibe switch here for Jason Isbell. I don't know too much of his music, I'll this be honest with you. but <laughs> It's a little more country than I listen to. But this is how you make yourself a little fucking... It's going to go back and forth to some funny stuff on this one. <laughs> didn't own a beautiful thing. And this is how you make yourself call cam. your mother. And to change the vibe again. <laughs> Turn the motherfucking music up. Just plays, man. Oh, me, nigga. Cheer. Home of Biggie Small, Rockefeller headquarters, ladies and gentlemen, Killer Cam, Young Hope is definitely in the building. Little Bob Marley and the Wailers, this is kind of a classic song for Black History Month as well. himself, Alice Cooper. Action for Bobby Brown. 
LCD sound system, which I'm excited because James Murphy is going to be performing at Movement, which is finally happening again. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Certainly not least, here's a little bit of Keller Williams performing with String Cheese, which is one of my favorite bands to see live. Always at Electric Forest. Seen Keller a couple times as well. All right. Oh man, that makes me want to see live music again. Um, I hope I, I don't think I'll be able to go to a, go to Electric Forest. That shit sold out so fast because they let everyone keep their tickets from the last year that they didn't happen. So I don't even know if I'll be going this summer. Oops, sad to say. But anyways, email what you got for the beer this week, bruh? Yeah, man. Uh, as we announced a little while ago, a few episodes ago, uh, Larry Bell from Bell's Brewing actually retired uh, earlier last year, and I knew that this beer was coming, and we happened to actually find it, and we're gonna try it here today. We have Larry's Last, which is an imperial oatmeal stout coming in at a whopping 10% ABV. And I, once again, I don't have IBUs for you guys because Untap's not letting me see any IBUs. <laughs> All right. Uh, I do have this quote. Uh, I do have this like a uh, story I was reading off of uh, yeah. Circle. What is this? Wood, WoodTV.com. That's my source here for this article. Uh after decades of brewing, Larry Bell has called it a career. Bell's Brewing is honoring him with one of its newest beers. The Larry's Last Imperial Oatmeal Stout is a nod to his earliest, or one of his earliest beers he brewed, according to a Facebook post from the Bell's Eccentric Cafe and General Store. Uh, the beer goes on tap at the cafe on sale January 26, which, you know, is a couple weeks ago at this point. Yeah. And, and it will be available in four packs. Out of yada yada, yeah, we got that. Uh, at ten percent, Bell describes it as a strong and complex imperial stout with oats and rye, roasty with chocolate and dark fruit aromas. So soft finish and balance. Uh, yeah. Another thing he uh, wanted to touch on here too. Uh, when I guess the day the news broke out, a uh, quote from Larry Bell says, "It's an emotional day. This job." This is a job that I held for 38 years plus, so to retire it from it in this business that I love and in this industry I love, obviously there's some mixed emotions there. At the end of the day, I got a career that I can look back on and be very proud of, Bell said in November of 2021 when the news of the sale broke. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I'm excited to try this baby out. You're yeah. going to have to open mine for me because I don't have a bottle open over here, but while we're cracking these open, I'll just play a little bit of Nina Simone in the background. Oop. Well, I thought it'd be in the background. There we go. <laughs> Come on. Come on, phone. There we go. All kinds of things written about her each day. All right, let's try this bad boy. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. In this month's Esquire, you will find two articles about her. And of course, you're Interesting. Not That's weird. Hmm. Is 
Mm. Oatmeal Good stout time. ale. Mm. Give that another sip. And there's a place downtown. At least it was when we left. Whew. That's a interesting flavor beer. What do you think about that? It's like really got like that dark like yeah fruit like almost like raisin or like dry grape like up front mm-hmm. and then it hits you with like that chocolate like creaminess yeah and then it's like a really like nice carbonation on it too like I, we don't have glasses so I can't like check out the head on it or anything mm-hmm. like that but it's definitely it's definitely interesting for sure like it's not yeah it's definitely got the oatmeal stout characteristics as like I'm I don't think I could order a pint of this at the yeah. bar but I don't know I'm not gonna I don't want to like trash it but I don't think it's my favorite type of beer. I'll tell you that much. Oatmeal stout. I mean, it's not for everybody. I like it around this time of year because you know it's fucking balls cold out right now. <laughs> so, I mean, it's definitely got that alcohol warmth to it. I just don't know if I would order. This is a definitely a ten ounce pour all day. Oh Let's yeah, for say. sure. I don't even think they probably poured this in pints. How much? Uh, what did you say the alcohol percentage was on 10%. this? Ten percent. Ten percent. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I maybe it, I think it would be better too if it was a little bit colder. Um, yeah, I definitely. I mean, they had this in the warm section yeah. and had time to chill it. Uh, yeah. I though I do like oatmeal stouts a little room temperature. I gotta say because that's where you get like that's how you taste all the flavoring mm-hmm. to it. Sometimes if it's too cold, it kind of dilutes it. Yeah. So. Yeah. He. It's cool to see. Uh, it's cool that they put him on the box though. It's nice to put a, a face to the name. Um, because I never knew what he looked like before, but. Yeah, Larry's last beer. I don't want to uh, rag on it because it's his last beer and everything. I mean, dude, that dude's loaded with so <laughs> yeah, much he's, money. He yeah, doesn't, he's good. Yeah, he right. don't give a fuck about our opinion. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> all, all that matters is I like all of Arctic Circle Brewing's beers. That's what I got to right. say. A hundred percent of It's not Arctic a bad Circle beer, Brewing. though. I, I got to say, it really isn't a bad beer. I just don't think I could drink a pint of it. Like, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I would give it another shot, but yeah, it's definitely, I don't know, it's definitely a little strong for you. It's got a little bit of a bitterness to it, too. Yeah, it's definitely got, like, so, it's got, like, that weird, like, stone fruit, like, aroma. Um, not aroma, but stone, like, that flavor up front, like, it hits your taste buds, and mm-hmm. then it, then it like, it's weird because it goes, like, really chocolatey. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll definitely, uh, I'll, I'll give it another try somewhere down the line, but I'm, more of a, I've been enjoying the IPA train that we've been on lately, and maybe that's why this one's just not hitting for me as much. But you know, you're not gonna like them all. So what are you gonna say? <laughs> um, but yeah, man. So moving on, I guess since we, you know, we have um, a few topics I want to talk to, but I'll talk about um, regarding, you know, uh, the Spotify stuff and all that. But I kind of want to get to something old, something new first. Because I've got some music on the brain that I want to talk about. Um, so, yeah, I guess we will start that and then we'll get into some of these topics here for you. Um, and I think I made, did I make you kick it off last week? I can't remember. No, I kicked it off to you. Okay, so um, then uh, what What do you got for us then? No, I kicked it off to oh, you. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I went then with an album that is celebrating a birthday. Um, and that would be the 25th anniversary of the release of a hip-hop duo from New York that was never, they never made super, they weren't super, super known. They were kind of more in the underground scene, but like hip-hop heads know them, and that would be Camp Lowe's Uptown Saturday Night. Um, it came out on January 28th of 1997, and um, it's kind of like an underground classic, especially if you're a, a New York hip-hop um, head, and that's kind of, a lot of the stuff that I listen to, because I listen to a lot of New York radio programs and stuff, so I've been kind of hip to 
that kind of stuff. Um, I think it did it did hit the Billboard charts. I think it peaked at twenty seven. Yeah, it peaked at twenty seven on the U.S. Billboard charts. Um, but yeah, it's got a lot of um, really groovy. It's some, sometimes their rapping can sound a little bit abrasive, but it's got like really groovy beats on it. And you got um, guest features from um, De La Soul on here, and you know. Um, I'll just give you guys a little taste so you can understand what I'm talking about here. Let's find this camp low. Let's see. Uptown Saturday Night. I really like the song Sparkle because the song Sparkle's got like a kind of a more chill vibe to it. But I'm going to play Luciani because this is their most known song for sure. So here's a little bit of camp low for you that you might recognize this even if you didn't recognize the name. Lucini pouring from the sky, let's get rich. What? The GK Vance and Sugar Dimes can't quit. What? Now pop the caucus in the Vega and get lit. What? 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 Introducing Phantom of the Dark Walk through my heaven with levitation from reefers drenching deep as an E7 showboating with Rugas, flash vines, Belafonte digger. Let's get forward this birth as we confiscate your figures. Chasing over brown, levitating Jiki and Dashikis, the Lahada car, 54, chasing diamond runners, headed ice band. The big chiller diamond convention, Harlem Buck strut, freezing world heights, Hollywood, Madam Butterfly. Let me in. That's a little bit of camp low for you. Um, yeah, the, the album is hailed by a lot of like music credits and hip-hop heads as a classic a lot of the if you look up some of the like the main people that were rating music at the time a lot of them gave it like perfect scores or eights or nines and you know it was kind of um the, a lot of the critiques of it is that it was a nice refreshing at least one of the one here is from all music says that it was a refreshing fusion of hip-hop soul jazz that it manages to avoid most jazz rap cliches while retaining street credibility a worthy debut album. So shout out to Camp Low. That was my something old. E-Man? Uh, I didn't go that far in the crates. I went to 2016 here for my something old. Okay. Uh, actually, an artist I really need to drop very soon. And we're going to keep it in the spirit of Detroit here. I decided to go with Danny Brown's Atrocity Exhibition. Ooh. Yeah, man. Uh, one of the craziest album covers i've seen and on top of that one of the craziest music videos the single uh ain't it funny for instance yeah for sure yeah uh i i mean i'm a big danny brown fan seen him like four times i really enjoyed this album i feel like it didn't get enough credit to when it came out and i feel like a lot of people kind of slept on it in a way but i really enjoyed it throughout like because it kind of tells like a story if you really like listen from start to finish mm-hmm. uh I was thinking of playing. Actually, let's see what we got here. Yeah, it's cool because it's it's really like um, it really showcases how talented Danny is as an MC because there's some beats uh, on here that it's like I it's always hard thought to rap Triple X <laughs> was ahead of his time, for instance, and I always thought Danny Brown was kind of ahead of his like mm-hmm. time, like because I feel like if he came out like say like if Danny Brown came out a little bit ahead of time, like say like 2015, do you think it would have made a difference? Uh, 2015, 2020. I mean, because he was like, I feel like a lot of his production, a lot of stuff he was talking about was kind of ahead of the time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely uh, not your typical average rapper. You're not going to hear uh, many people making music like Danny Brown. He's very unique and creative. And um, I think this album is pretty cool, too, because Atrocity Exhibition is kind of like his ode to the band Joy Division, who um, 
you know, there's been a couple rappers that have come out about saying how inspired by them they are. Danny's one of them. Vince Staples is another one. Um, but yeah, Atrocity Exhibition is a Joy Division song um, by the same name. So uh, yeah, that, it's definitely you can hear the influence of their style of music in this album that Danny put out too. What song should I play for a minute? Uh, go with. I forgot Kendrick was on here. Yeah, Ken- <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Add feature the Kendrick, <laughs> add Soul, Earl on the uh, same song. Uh, be real on Get High, mm-hmm. Kalia. Yeah, uh, go with. Just go with Dance in the Water. Okay, here's Dance in the Water by Danny Brown. Off Atrocity Exhibition. Complex rated this album. Uh, what did you say? Complex rated this album number twelve of the fifty best albums of twenty sixteen. By the way, yeah, I remember a lot and of the critics Stones, praised it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, like number wise, it didn't do well, but like yeah. it got like a lot of acclaim for this album. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, definitely super creative shit. Um, that's about the time that we saw him live quite a bit too. I think he lives in fucking Texas now, but <laughs> right. <laughs> Doing his fucking, he's doing like a stand-up comedy thing now. I think he's trying to do like stand-up comedy and shit. That doesn't surprise me. No, not at all. It makes sense. He's a funny ass dude. But um, yeah, shout out to Danny. That's a fucking great album. I have that hoodie actually from when I went to see the concert. Um, that I wear to work now because it's ran its course. <laughs> but anyways, on to something new. Um, there's some that just came out this Friday that I want to table for next week. Um, because I want to spend more time with it. Um, the new Saba album came out that I want to talk about next week. Um, I can say I really enjoyed my first listen, but I haven't had enough time to sit with it. Um, I also haven't listened to the Two Chains album yet. I have. Um, Two Chains album was all right. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a wait to give like a full evaluation on it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was his best on my first listen though, yeah. for sure. But I mean, it's definitely definitely got some songs on there. I do like the flip he did with. Uh, he did a flip on uh, Laffy Taffy. Oh, did he really? On, on, uh, on what did he call What song was it? It was on... Shake that Laffy Taffy. Laffy Taffy. Shake that Laffy Taffy. I definitely liked the freestyle he did on L.A. Leakers over the far side. That was tight. Um, that's a sweet-ass beat, so it was kind of cool to hear him rapping over that. But um, I went to back... I want to go back to some of the albums that I listened to last week um, to review. So I guess the one that I'll start off with here would be an R&B singer that I really like. Her name is Amber Mark. Um, let's see. I wanted to look up where she was from because I was not even sure prior to this. Where did she come? Oh, she's from Tennessee. Hmm, I did not know that she was from the South. I kind of figured she was from New York or something. But anyways, Amber Mark is kind of like an R&B. Like, she makes kind of psychedelic R&B, if you will, and she's really talented as a um, producer and singer. She uh, does a lot. Uh, she... If you follow her on Instagram, her Instagram like she'll show you like her coming up with songs and like looping it using the MPC and the beat pads and stuff. And she's really talented at putting stuff together herself. And she makes this. I just really love like spaced out R and B like she makes. Like it's really really interesting. Um, the album is called uh, Three Dimensions Deep. 
and um, it really has a nice flow to it. Like really, a lot of really cool, beautiful transitions between the songs, which is something um, on that Saba too that we'll go back to next week. Uh, but yeah, I really like when songs all flow together and they kind of feel like it was supposed to be ordered that way. The sequencing on it is awesome. Um, I just really like her vibe. It's a good, um, good like getting over heartbreak type of album as well. If you're into that kind of vibe, let's see what song I should play off here. Um, ooh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. Let's go with a little bit of. <laughs> God damn it! I can't make up my mind. There's so many good ones. Uh, all right, let's go with Dark Side. I like this song. side by amber mark from you from her album three dimensions deep um yeah she's got a wide range of um styles and she doesn't stick to one thing which is uh refreshing and nice too so shout out to amber mark i really love your album and i'm gonna be listening to it a lot e-man how about you bro i don't listen to really that many full albums to be honest i listen to a lot of singles though okay uh, the Queen Naja big sean single for instance was really really great i gotta say i haven't heard that queen uh both Michigan natives, you know, Big Sean from Detroit. Queen, Queen. Nigel's from Michigan? She's from Ipsy. Really? Yeah. I thought she was a New Yorker. Oh, yeah. that's super yeah, dope. she's from Ipsy. Yeah. I like her vibe, too. Yeah, uh, American Idol contestant, I believe, too, right? Was she? Yeah, I think, like, uh, no. actually, I could pull it out. I think she was on season 13, Maybe I've read. Maybe or something. I watch every season of American Idol. I think she was on American Idol. I'm pretty sure she was on American Idol. I'm going to look this up, because I, I, I can literally look that up in two seconds. For sure yeah. you should. Uh, yeah, um, I participated we... in season 13 of American Idol. What the fuck? Yeah. How do I not remember? Did she not go far or something? I don't know. That's crazy. She was Interesting. There. Yeah, uh, Queen Naja and Big Sean put out a single called Hate Our Love, which was really great, uh, as well as Snop, Snot and ASAP Rocky put out a really single called Dope, or sorry, called Doja. Oh, that's tight. Yeah. Well, let me fucking play a little bit of this Queen Naja shit, because I want to hear this shit. Hey, whoa. Hey, I can't lie, I wanted you the first time that I saw you. First Try to diss me till you realize I'm someone you could talk to. You've been hurt over and over, tell me what has it taught you? Soon as you fell for me, though, I had caught you. Dead your exes, don't let them haunt you. You know if they want what's best for them, then they still want you. I know, I know. Boy, I love you on your worst day. I don't play too much because I want to get some trouble, but that yep. that's pretty tight. That's weird that you don't really, so that's something that's interesting on an R&B song. That literally, like, 
Arm, or uh, Big Sean was literally rapping like from the first second of that song started. You usually have like a little bit of an intro on an R and B song. That was kind of interesting. Uh, I like that. Yeah, I like that too. Also, um, though, that did you check out that YG J Cole and Moneybag Yo song? I did. That yeah. shit is crazy. That yeah. video is super tight, man. J Cole is a key feature killer. It seems like he's going on another like uh, 2018 run. Remember in 2018 when he just bodied like every fucking yep. thing. Like <laughs> it was like the best year ever um, for features for J Cole. It seems like he's kind of doing that again this year so we'll see what happens out of him um should i play a little bit of that snot one or should we just what, Man, i mean you don't have to let's see let me just pull it's it like out dr Dre and eminem single that came out yeah that one we should definitely not play because we will get black <laughs> for sure <laughs> i'm just letting y'all know it was there yeah I, I, did i listen to that i can't remember if i listened to it. is it the oh yes i did does it have like buster rhymes and a bunch of people on it too? no it's a different one what did i oh that doesn't have Eminem that, on it. There's, yeah, there's a Busta Rhymes one that came out. It was well, like Busta, too. Anderson Pack, uh, um, Dre, and Snoop. That's yep. what it was. Yeah, that's Lupe got sweet. a single out. Um, I had one more album. Um, there was a artist that I had never heard of before. I I think you want to. I think you pronounce it U or Eulajay. Um, it's E L U J A Y. If you want to look it up, and the album is called Circumvent. I just clicked on it. It was one of those ones, one of those uh, album art ones, where I just clicked on it because I thought the um, the artwork was cool on it. Um, and it ended up being a really cool album. It's really, like, smooth, um, spaced-out R&B as well, kind of in a similar vein. So I will play a little bit of this second track here called Pandemia for you. I don't know too much about him, so I can't offer you too much information on him other than uh, I will be looking out for his stuff going forward but here's a little bit of that for you gotta love the Yaz flute With your lip service, you never show me what you got in store. Ain't trying to pull up just to lay with you. Too many niggas want to see me fall. I know you'd rather see me doing alright. See me sucking up greatness. You gotta do with COVID, get rid of all. Oh, oh. I'd rather pull up 10 toes on it. Yeah, I really like the production of this album. There's a lot going on musically. Um, like you could, if it was if it was instrumental, you would enjoy it because it's just got like a lot of really cool instrumentation behind it. Like you hear, like the, I was just making a joke, the jazz flute there in the background. <laughs> um, but yeah, shout to you, Jay. I'm gonna be paying attention to your shit more often now. Um, Speaking of uh, yeah, killing features. Did you hear this Benny track? Johnny Peace Caddy? No. Yeah, Benny and J Cole put something out. Oh. I haven't listened to that yet. I forgot about that. So, man, Benny is like, I don't understand when these Griselda guys sleep. <laughs> like, it just seems like they always have music coming out. It's fucking crazy. Um, what is the track called? Uh, Johnny P's Caddy. Johnny yeah. P's Caddy. Should we play a little bit of it? Uh, it's fucking just a couple seconds, yeah. just so I can catch the vibe of it. I'll listen to it on my own at home, on the way home. Oh, I got to turn it up, I guess. Ten talk four, that shit be oh, yeah. You know, this oh, shit don't yeah. feel as good as it looks. He's 
shit made me what I am today. Niggas I'm not even going to get into it because I don't want to shut it off. But, yeah, I like the beat on that a lot. And another one, a beat that I like a lot that um, I'm excited for is um, Alchemist and Currency have a joint project coming out together, and they released a track that was really, really cool, and it's like classic um, currency floating on an awesome Alchemist beat. So that you already know that's going to be a great project. It's like certain producers, you know, just like, they just don't miss. Harry Fraud, fucking Cur- or Alchemist, you know, like those guys, like it's always going to be great every time they put some shit out. So shout out to them. Um, there was some other cool new music that we're, I'm, we don't want to play some of these big songs because these new, when we play a lot of new singles, that's when we get fucking flagged and shit. So it kind of sucks. But some of the stuff I wanted to mention is um, that YG, like the one that he just said, the YG Moneybag Yo J. Cole was awesome. The Currency Alchemist was awesome. Red Hot Chili Peppers dropped a new song, um, which I don't know if I've talked. I don't know if I've talked about it much on this podcast, but I've been a giant Chili Peppers fan my entire fucking life. They're one of the bands that you know I grew up on and still to this day love. And even more so than that, I became a gigantic fan of the solo work of John Prashanti, who was their guitar, the longtime guitar player, who's been in and out of the band. And this is the first time making music with him. And I think over a decade. So it was an interesting single. I don't know how I feel about it completely. Um, I thought the video was a little corny. But when I listened to it without the video, I enjoyed the song more. So I think this, the video kind of hindered my listening experience the first time. But Rob and I were chilling last night and I put it on. And it's uh, it's it's definitely – I like the music all of it a lot. Anthony Kiedis is doing something weird with his voice in it, though. Like he almost has like a fucking – like a irish accent type of thing going on so i'm not really sure what that's about but um they did announce that the album is going to be coming out on april 1st and it's a double album um which is pretty fucking cool it's i really get inspired when i watch like i like following flea on instagram too because like you know him and anthony kiedis are like i think john's young like significantly younger than the rest of the band but anthony kiedis and flea are like 59 years old now so like to see them still have that much like passion about playing music together when they're like you know they've been putting out music together since the mid 80s it's pretty fucking cool dude and i think that's pretty commendable to stay together for that long similar I think sweet. similar age group did corn just put out a fucking album dude i just saw dude, that on my thing too like. you know what all right so uh <laughs> shout out to my boy ryan i saw a clip that he was at where corn was opening for system of a down this past week dude i saw yeah. clips of that too and system looks yeah, so dope yep, man i can't I, yep we need yep surge darren get your shit together we need a new album come to detroit too i want to see that live like yep. did you see the clip of them playing chop suey how fucking yep. so- perfect they it sound sounded. crisp <laughs> like that shit was so tight i saw them like i was curious what that was happening too because i went on tr- uh, twitter and both system of a down and chop suey were trending and i guess it was some kind of like did they lead like a festival or something was that what it was or I, was it just a solo show i think it was them and corn it was it was them and corn wow. o- i think corn cool. opened for them damn yeah. I would love to see System of a Down, dude. That, I see, I that would them. be. Oh, you they're saw? Oh. I already saw System of a Down. Yeah, they're Damn, they're amazing jealous. live. Truly jealous. They're amazing live. Yeah. That, they, who opened for? The, oh, those the Melvins and. Oh, you cool. know who it was? Uh, before the dude passed away. Uh, the Deftones. Oh shit! Yeah. Really? Oh, I forget who died from the. Uh, Deftones. It was like the lead singer. The bass player. No, it was the, no, the lead singer's still alive. The uh, bass player died. Um. I forget his name, though, which is terrible of me, but um, damn, Deftones would be fucking awesome to see, too. They're another one of those bands that, like, has put out great music in their latter, you know, in their second act, if you will. Um, like, you know, older, like, they, even, like, 
what was it? Uh, what was that album from like, it was like 2012, I think, like Diamond Dogs? Oh, like Diamond Dogs. That shit was sweet. Deftones are awesome, man. I saw, I got to see the, I saw the Jackass movie before we got here. Oh, did you see yeah, it? Yeah, I, okay. I solo, saw so, it. <laughs> I heard that it fucking uh, gives Euphoria a run for its money on the male nudity. It's a lot of dick. <laughs> it's a lot of dick. <laughs> it's a lot of di- that should be uh, the name of that. There's a lot of there's a lot of favorites in there. My favorite is so you know how they go ahead and prank each other and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Tyler the Creator caught the shit. Oh, he yeah. caught it quick. He yeah. like he's like I am way too smart for this, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really excited to see it. I want. I wanted to see it today, but I was like, man, I just want to be uh, enjoy a nice lazy day off. But uh, I definitely want to see that they're promoting the fucking shit out of it. It's, Holy it, no, it Christ! Was, it was it was great. It's a lot of <laughs> it's a lot of dick. Gotta say, but it is pretty great. <laughs> so who? All right. So out of the cast members that are uh, the original cast members that are in it, who do you think went the hardest? Who got it the worst? Who went like did the Honestly, craziest shit? Pontius got it pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> Wee Man got it pretty bad too. Like a lot of people that didn't get it bad traditionally got it bad. This yeah. one. I heard Steve O goes pretty above. Steve O Steve O definitely got actually you know who really got it for me, who won? Fucking Dave England. Oh, dude. I've always he's always been one so of my favorites. I'm just, dude. He's I'm, so just, funny. I'm gonna just give it away. So there's a stunt <laughs> in there where he like gets hit like, like the original stunt of him getting hit in the nuts, but then they take it a step further and then they have like professional like athletes come Ooh. in and do their shit. So they had I forgot the heavyweight champion of the UFC. Oh but he came in, God. just socked him in the nuts. The fucking softball like the fastest softball pitcher in the world, she just fucking chucked like a softball at him. PK Saban fucking came and just took and took a hockey ball, took a hockey puck to him. Oh like, my god, dude! It just like went over and over and over again. I hope somewhere out there that Bam Margera is safe and okay because this has got to be probably a pretty hard week for him. Dude. Jasper, uh, <laughs> Jasper's dad is involved in this movie too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all is, the future guys are in it, aren't they? Yeah, all, but all the lawyer squad fun- guys, right? Yeah, well, no. Lionel, I didn't see Lionel. Well, he's at the end, uh-huh. but you don't really see him in there. But, yeah, uh, but they had Jasper's dad involved <laughs> in the stuff, which was funny. It's cool to see Eric Andre join forces with him, too, because he's kind of of it that makes same sense. cloth. You know? It makes it sense. It totally makes sense. Um, yeah, they are definitely promoting the shit out of it. I've seen, like, all the guys that oh, been on dude, talk shows. Uh, been, like, what's the, the female cast? Rachel Wolfson? Like I have no idea. Edition. I didn't know that. She, yeah, she, she got a couple that were pretty funny too. <laughs> <laughs> I keep seeing that clip going around. Or maybe it's their main commercial right now with um, Danger Aaron getting the fucking honey and the salmon put on him, and then a fucking grizzly bear comes in and shit. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron did get pretty. <laughs> like that's crazy to me that those guys are like you know they're all fifty. You know years what? Old Knoxville got it the worst. Now that I think about it, don't tell me what happened. I no, just I thought about it. it. <laughs> now that I think about it, he definitely took one particular one that was like yeah. He, he, he's too old for this shit. It's so hilarious because he actually looks the, exactly the same, minus the fact that his hair is super gray. Right. That's about it. <laughs> like, he yeah. still looks identical like to how he used to when he was young. It's funny. I mean, some of them look... I mean, Danger Steve-O Aaron... steve looks better. steve <laughs> looks better. Danger Aaron looks worse. <laughs> Preston's still Preston. Preston's still Preston. Wee Man looks the same, pretty much. Yeah, yeah that's pretty awesome, though. Shout out to them. Um, yeah, and then, holy shit, man... It's been what a what a week for a spot or a couple oh, weeks MGK for spot. is fucking hilarious. Oh, and I gotta he's say. good in it. Yes. Oh, cool. That's Speaking good. Speaking of which, MGK and Willow put out a song. I do want to check it out just because it's Willow Smith. But yeah. <laughs> Speaking of them, dude, I just or I don't know why this reminded me of it. MGK did. Oh, might be because he played Tommy Lee. That's why. Because I just started watching the Pam and oh, Tommy yeah, show with Sebastian Stan. <laughs> yeah, dude, it is. 
another fu- another one that the male nudity will trump all of this. Like, he literally has a conversation with his naked penis in the show. I, I didn't get that far yet. I'm only on episode <laughs> like two. <laughs> Look, I'm pretty sure the dude that plays, I think it's the dude that plays Rafi on the league. Yeah, uh, Jason I'm pretty sure Mazzucas. that's I'm pretty sure that's the guy that voices his dick. That's <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> but dude, that chick, or what's I don't want to say that chick. That sounds uh, defeating a little bit. What is what's the woman's name that plays? Uh, um, Pamela Anderson in it. I forgot her name. Uh, uh, Lily James. Okay. Lily James. That's what her name is. Uh, she looks identical to young Pam in this. Like, it's kind of mind-blowing, dude. Like, I was kind of, like, taken aback by it. And it's kind of cool. Like, I I kind of enjoyed, like, Seth Rogen, like, the way they're doing the backstory on Seth Rogen's character off the first episode and everything. It's kind of cool. So, um, I'm excited. They def- I understand why Pam and uh, Tommy are mad about the show, though, because they definitely paint them in a pretty bad light. They make them look yeah. like total look idiots. Like yeah. <laughs> like, Especially the first episode. And they kind of make you, like, you kind of, like, it might be a little bit problematic of the fact that, like, they make them seem like pieces of shit, and they make you feel sorry for the guy that fucking exploited them and stole their sex tape. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I thought about the best I route. thought about that, too, like, while watching the first episode. I'm like, yeah, I would have fucking, I would have did this shit, too, to be honest you with know, you. You cause know, because you're starting to feel bad for him. They make Tommy Lee look like just, like, a total piece of shit, which who knows? I don't really know much about Tommy Lee. I don't know him personally. There's been the stories over the years, that's for sure, but. I mean, yeah. I could see it. Let's put it that way. Pam Anderson's not track record with men is not the greatest. I think she just I actually this is not bullshit. She just got divorced for the fifth or sixth time, I think. They were just talking about it on Dave and Chuck the other day. Which is fucking crazy. Damn. <laughs> um, but anyways, um At what point do you just like hang it up? How do you get married a, a third time? Like how do you like uh, maybe uh, a second time? A second time uh, makes sense, right? You fucked up the first one, you got another shot, whatever. I think anything one? more than three is just like, all right, come on now. Yeah, like fam, just like just date. Just don't even get them. Uh, I don't know. That's crazy. Marriage also freaks me out, so maybe I'm a little cynical. Yeah, that, <laughs> I mean, that sounds like some uh, issues that you've worked up in therapy. <laughs> Probably <fam>. so. <laughs> 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 um, but anyways, um, continuing, I guess in the vein of things that are going on, black culture wise, um. You saw all this shit with uh, Joe Rogan, right? With uh, Spotify and everything. We talked about it a and little bit. Last we talked week. about it a little bit last week, but now it's a little bit different. Now it's not just about anti-vax rhetoric. It's all this this video compilation, and obviously you can tell there's not much context to the video because it's just like a quick, you know, cutting off him doing it, but him using the N word over and over and over I on the podcast. This, no. Oh, you didn't see this? No. So Indy Irie, um, singer songwriter Indy Irie, who you know has had been blacklisted from music before for being vocal and stuff, and um, she just had her music pulled from Spotify, and the reasoning she gave um, is because of what Joe is doing. She said that, and actually, I liked her take more than anyone's. She basically said, Spotify pays this man $100 million. We barely make anything as artists. We get fucking stolen our from our, our we barely make any money from it. He makes all this money and I know that my music helps generate money that's putting money in his pocket. And I don't want that to, my music to contribute to him getting paid while he's out here spewing the n-word and saying there was a whole story he talked about about getting dropped off in a black neighborhood in Philadelphia once um to go see Planet of the Apes and he talks about how he stepped into Planet of the Apes. He literally said that. So he had to come out and apologize for it. 
And she even said, she was like, listen, I don't think Joe needs to be censored. He can say what he wants. He has that right. I think everyone should have that right. But I also know that I don't want my music um, putting money in his pocket. So that makes sense to me. And um, Joe's definitely taking a, a lot of heat, man. Now, when you when you make that much money, it's not the same as you can't get away with shit you could get away with when your podcast was for free, you know, and and you weren't this big exclusive deal that uh, yesterday's so much prices attention. aren't today's prices exactly. <laughs> and that's the thing too, and it's like, and people are like, I saw like Whitney Cummings trying to defend Joe, and it's like, I, I don't think that's the move either. Like people have the right to be mad or criticize him when he has a platform that's that big, and, and he has a right to react to it exactly, exactly. how he wants yeah, to. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Um, so yeah, I thought that was a little nuts and, and it's crazy how much money like that, um, Spotify lost from that. And, um, speaking of people losing money, the Facebook is another one that has lost an astronomical amount of money over the last week. Um, people are deleting their Facebooks. I forget what this stemmed from. What was the whole, um, cause of the Facebook thing? Do you remember what it, what it was overnight? It was like something that happened overnight with Facebook. Uh, like recently? Yeah, just ju- no. just over the last week. I, I gotta look it up. Didn't now. you say it was like somebody like the meta? Oh, it's like somebody like got <laughs> that happened too. The fucking meta molested. Sec- yeah, <laughs> basically. So um, I don't mean to laugh at that, but I just I always laugh when I'm feeling uncomfortable. But um, it's yeah. So it's, there was a beta tester. So Facebook has their own like um metaverse thing. I forget what the name that they're launching it with, where you can basically like hang out with like twenty of your friends in a virtual room or whatever, and they were beta testing it last week, and some stranger groped one of the, the female uh, beta testers inside the metaverse. <laughs> I, was, I just thought that was just so ridiculous. I'm like, how, is, how, how long will it take for the metaverse to just be lawless anarchy, bro? Like, they're going to have to get, like, be, meta cops. I mean, Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> it's going to be, be like Grand that, Auto, yeah. for sure. But I got to see what the Facebook drama was. I can't remember what it started over again. Let me look this up. Facebook uh, um, drama, I guess I could type in. Nope, that's not it. Facebook news. For the first time in its history, Facebook is in a decline. Has the tech giant begun to crumble? Let's see what that was about. Facebook was much of the... uh, Oops. Facebook was much in the news last week, although you may not realize that because it has been renamed Meta and in the hope that the bad vibes associated with the maiden name could gradually fade from public memory. For a change, though, Facebook's latest moment at the top of the news agenda had nothing to do with scandals and everything to do with financial results, which were so unexpectedly bad that the shares dropped 25% at one point, taking a $240 billion hit off the market value which has in turn led to 2% drop in the NASDAQ index. So I, I'm not sure what prompted it. It doesn't really get into um, to why this is happening. Um, but it is pretty crazy, man. Like, uh, I, I saw, like, there was, like, a whole campaign going around on Twitter. It was like, delete your Facebook apps and delete your Facebook, cancel Facebook. So... I don't know. Maybe people just fat, had enough of this shit. I guess at, at some point. I certainly that, that shit have. Ain't, I mean, that shit ain't going away. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to go away. Obviously not. There's too many old uh, <laughs> white women in the world that love Facebook. And <laughs> there's a lot of people that love. It's a lot of a lot of SoundCloud rap. It's a lot of lot of reason. A lot of reasons to have. <laughs> for Facebook. sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad I don't have it anymore. I haven't deleted mine. I still have it for you know. Uh, people can look up the podcast and stuff like that and get tagged in it. But I have not checked my shit in years probably since 2016 is when i stopped using it because of the fucking presidential election and how annoying it got then 
But um, yeah, I don't know. It's the world we're living in. Soon it's going to be all metaverse. No one's going to do shit but go home to their VR sets and and you know. Damn. Yeah, <laughs> hundred episodes. Hundred episodes. What? Spotify deleted over a hundred Joe Rogan experience Holy episodes. Holy shit! Yeah, I'm just looking at it right now from con- uh, consequences of sound. Uh huh. hundred yeah. episodes so far. Spotify reported removed seventy ep- okay seventy episodes of the Joe Rogan Experience on Friday evening, according to CNET. Uh, the episodes in question all predate twenty nineteen are unrelated to Joe to Rogan's ongoing controversy over the COVID nineteen thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is some different shit. Rather than the removal of at least some of the some of these episodes was a oh, sorry rather. The removal, at least, of some of these episodes was apparently due to racist or other derogatory language. Earlier on Friday, the Grammy Award-winning singer India Ari, who we were just talking about, mm-hmm. highlighted 24 instances when he dropped, oh, I can say it, nigga, mm-hmm. on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, he uh, definitely was loose with it. And definitely, and a lot of the, cl- I, granted, I also want to state this. I don't think everyone should be, you know, um, chastised for for old shit for their entire life but there needs to be accountability and and i'm glad that he has acknowledged it but it's going to take more than that and i think um i think he's just sorry because he got caught quite honestly and because if you go on the podcast i used to be a pretty regular listener to the joe rogan podcast i think it's gotten a little too crazy for me over the last couple years or so um i think the guests that he has are whack jobs i'm not a fan of like people like Jordan Peterson and all these people that are fucking idiots that spread all this Adam misinformation. Adam Jones is fucking hilarious, even though he is an idiot. What, Alex Jones? Alex Jones. Alex Jones is Alex also Jones, an yeah. idiot. Someone- idiot. Hilarious, <laughs> but, it, but yeah. an idiot. Um, but he's had a lot of um, shitty people on there. He had Gavin McGinnis on twice, who is the guy that started the Proud, or one of the founding members of the Proud Boys, um, who was like a real racist piece of shit. And was, he, I've, I remember listening to the episode... That he had had him on there, and that was like uh, jarring for me because he was saying some really shitty things on there, like gay slurs and you know a lot of bad stuff. Um, and he had that Milo Yapanopoulos guy that um, was another real idiot that was spreading a lot of dangerous information. So it's not like he's not new to this, and you know there's gonna be accountability for it. Um, I don't think he's gonna go anywhere. Spotify is it's his, their little cash cow, so I don't think he's gonna you know face any real real um, trouble behind it, but people will definitely pay attention now, and um, he's gonna have to do better, I guess, is what I should, is what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, um, I'm glad that you and I have always been on the right side of the equation. We don't really have anything to worry about <laughs> as far as this podcast goes. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, let's see. Was there anything else I wanted to talk? Oh, <laughs> dude. One more thing. Back to this male nudity conversation. You how fucking hilarious was the Calcina euphoria last week, dude? <laughs> He's literally bitching out his kids while his just peen is just hanging down. <laughs> like and then, oh, and then he just took a piss on the on just in the house. Like, and then tells the them ground. to clean it up. Yeah, he like <laughs> I left you a gift, he says. He's literally He's telling his whole family his off tr- with his wiener hanging out. Yep. <laughs> It was one of the funniest scenes in that show. All right, that I did not like that last episode. Quite honestly, I thought it was a little ridiculous. Like Uh, visually, it was cool. Visually, it was cool, but I'm starting to see like I did like the the labyrinth scene. So that scene, you know, where she's like walking into the church and she hugs that guy that's singing. Yeah, that's Labyrinth, who is a 
British musician who is the guy that does all the music for Euphoria. He was actually in the episode last week. So that scene was cool. Labyrinth makes some cool music. Um, but overall, it was just like everyone in the episode is getting incoherently wasted and making a fool out of themselves. For <laughs> I mean, literally, every that's how it, every storyline was. Uh, Rue gets hammered. Cal gets hammered. Uh, what's um, Sydney Sweeney's character? Cassie gets hammered. Like yep. that scene was ridiculous, dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Euphoria, Honestly, that might be my favorite Cassie episode. That was a pretty that funny. That probably one was for her. my favorite Cassie episode for sure. She uh, she's a good actor. I like her. She might, um, she, she she's trying to get an Emmy here. Dude, she's she's actually she's had she's good pretty roles highlighted prior to this. She's pretty highlighted this season. Yeah, I'm she like, was in The Handmaid's Tale too. She was good in that. And yeah, uh, I refuse to watch. She's that also show. in that White Lotus show. On, um. I think that's Amazon Prime that was also good. Yeah, I wouldn't get into Handmaid's Tale. I refuse to watch <laughs> Yeah, don't. No. <laughs> it is so depressing, dude. Yep. It's, it's way too depressing. Yep, I cannot add it, add it to my mental health <laughs> yeah, right now. Definitely <laughs> not, <laughs> dude. Yeah, definitely not. Um, let's see. What else did I have down here? Oh, yeah, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame announced um, yeah. their um, nominees for this year, um, drawing controversy as always, which I don't really understand why people get such so bent out of shape out of it at this point. Like, it's not that big of a fucking deal. Like, I get why like, like people get are bent out of shape about the M and M shit, and like, there's always the, the, the purists. I'm using air quotes for those who can't see it. They want to always say that hip hop doesn't belong in there. And then there's even people in the hip hop world that are like, why don't they just make a, a more prominent hip hop Hall of Fame, make or highlight that more? And so, but there was some hip hop artists that were nominated this year, and two um, from Detroit. Who was out? Who else from Detroit? MC Five. MC Five got uh, yeah. nominated. Oh, tight! That's awesome. Um, yeah, MC Five is the shit. If you want to listen to some real fucking uh, angsty music from back in the '60s and '70s. Um, but yeah, so Eminem was one of them. I'm excited that Tribe Called Quest got nominated. That yeah. was pretty tight. Dion um, Warwick. And I get back. why people say that certain people should be in there first. Like Wu Tang Clan hasn't been nominated before. You know, like there's certain Nas hasn't. Like. I don't even know exactly what the stipulations for. I think you have to be making twenty music years 20. after your first a- album release. Or oh, something okay, like that. which Nas definitely years. has that, so he should be in there by now. Jay's in there. Fucking Nas should be in there. <laughs> oh, LL, LL's in there. Yep. Missy's in there. I yep. think. Yeah, there's there's a few. Uh, Public Enemies in there. Uh, I think Public Enemies in there. I'm pretty sure they're in. Um, NWA. Oh, Raging the Machine got nominated too. Yep. That was pretty tight. I can't remember all of them. Judas Priest. Judas Priest got nominated. I always enjoy the ceremony. Because it's cool to watch these guys jam Lionel at the Richie. end. Lionel Richie deserving for sure. He's already in there for the Commodores, probably, right? No, Commodores are not in. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. They should be, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't understand how it works, quite honestly. There's a whole lot of legends that aren't in there. But, um, you know, it's something that happens every year that people are always going to have strong opinions about. Um, last thing I wanted to talk about that I already kind of mentioned um, – unless E-Man has any stuff that he wants to talk about before we go, is that movement is finally coming back in May. I actually saw a billboard for it um, driving into the podcast, which is really awesome because it has been canceled the last two years because of the pandemic. So I'm very excited that they're finally back. Um, Some of the people that I was excited that is on the, at least the phase one of the lineup would be James Murphy, as I mentioned from LCD sound system, Um, Seth Troxler, um, Richie Houghton is going to be there. Um, I'm sure they're going to name a bunch of them. I got to get with my resident electronic music um, guru, Stevie Tomlinson, a.k.a. Dugatron. 
aka one of my best friends. He knows all the good electronic shit. He always sends me the good stuff that I need to check you out. Ever, you ever seen the video of uh, Kobe hanging out with Chris Pontius and he he dunked <laughs> over? Yeah, I know. And he's like dunking over like a pool of black mambas. This is an actual thing. That's awesome. And my caption was Brian would never. Do <laughs> 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 you remember that fake commercial that Kobe did that everyone thought was real back in the day where he jumps over the car, but it's really like the car is just like just a playing on the angles. Like yeah. he's really standing way closer than the car is driving by, but everyone thought he jumped over. Yeah, there's a video of uh <laughs> I, I actually just posted on Facebook for shits and giggles. I'll probably repost it on Instagram, but Kobe dunked over like he's hanging out with the jackass Ooh. crew and he's like dunking over like a pool of fucking snakes. Oh, I think I remember seeing this <laughs> yeah. now that I think about it. Was it on the show or was it on the was it in one of the movies? I think it was on the show. Man. Oh, dude, there's so many like He is laying in there. Yeah. Fucking Pontius. That was another. I forgot. There was a lot of athletes in in the new Jackass. Oh, I believe that. Yeah, because I was saying PK uh, Sabana was there. Uh, I forgot the heavyweight UFC heavyweight champion right now, but he he was in there. Uh, Jalen Ramsey made an appearance. Oh, nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, um, I think that's all I have for this week. Unless you had anything else you wanted to talk about before we get out of here. Do you have anything? Uh, nah, man. I'm good. All right. Um, again, we want to say shout out to Arctic Circle Brewing, our lovely, awesome sponsors. Shout we're going to be doing. Eric. We're going to actually be doing a live podcast from their brewery um, March on 1st. Fat Tuesday, March first. So you can come out and catch us there. They're on twenty five, twenty three mile in New Baltimore. Um, if you want to come check it out, um, I think my dad said he wants to come out there. So nice. We definitely got to get um, some merch made up for we go so we can have stuff to pass out to people. I'm really excited about that. And in the spirit of Dilla Month, let's see. What should I play a little instrumental of? Let's give him JD4. Um, here's a little J Dilla for you, and we will catch you next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.